the miserable and reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I am Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. And be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and click the subscribe button while you're at it. Uh, in the description of this podcast, there's a link that says click here to leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Any comments, any questions, anything you want to say, we'll respond to you the very next week. And then, as always, check out the website, miserable-reckless.com for blog content and merch. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's kick it off. Dustin, start us out. Well, it's been a couple weeks. Um, we we missed y'all last week. So we got, I mean, I got a whole list of things I can talk about. Um, we'll start with some, some fun, good stuff. I mean, last week, the week we were out was about as close to a perfect week as, as I could have. I was not very miserable and reckless last week. Uh, it, we were out of town. We had a lot of stuff going. I mean, we went from, uh, going to a wedding reception here in town in the greater DC area. Thanks, Jim, by the way, because we had to have somebody watch our kid um to getting in the car the next day going down to north carolina we met up with logan and a couple of his buddies and went to a turnpike troubadour show which was a good show uh great venue sort of like um angle i'm sure you've been to wolf trap similar ideas wolf trap um, what's uh what's the name of it uh, coco booth amphitheater and carry oh there you go. yeah yeah yeah, I I thought it was a cool spot, nice setup. Literally standing in the land of the pine out there watching a turnpike trivia show, um, which is cool. Uh, we really enjoyed that. Then Sunday we got up and went down to Myrtle Beach, which was great. Spent a few days down there. Um, outside of Wilmington, it's I mean it's very similar in many ways to Wilmington, but outside of Wilmington, it's one of my favorite places to go. We had a good time. You know, like we had good weather. We were able to go out on the beach and have our kid play and all that kind of stuff. It's just a good few days. Um, and then, you know, in the midst of all that, college game day decided they were coming to Durham to go to Duke. So we actually came back like a probably a couple of days earlier than we anticipated. And my wife and I went to Durham to go to game day, which was uh, it was a lot of fun. I'd say if you if you if it's a school you care about and you've never been, you should go. Should you go 10 times? No, because you won't enjoy it 10 times. But uh, it was a cool experience having watched the show for so many years and to be in an atmosphere in a place where you care about. Um, so we really enjoyed that. Um, and then that night, you know, Duke played Notre Dame. Um, all in all, it was a pretty good game. It could have been better. You know, I, I guess that's kind of a can slide into a bat of the week. Um, you know, they were fourth and 16 and a couple, few other things. There's a whole long list of things you can complain about away from winning that football game. Um, but the overall greatness of the week that preceded that allowed me to let that go and move on with life. Um, so I guess that was combo of my good and bad kind of a recap of what we've been up to. Uh, and then I would slide into my, I guess I would say this is kind of a, kind of an awesome, but I'll put a little bit of a, a twist to it. Uh, so this is a kid thing. So, you know, we've got, uh, Morgan's got a couple kids. I've got a, a daughter 
and uh, they they're like surprise you, make you feel good sometimes. And now the, the twist I'm going to put to this is anyone who tells you like having kids is an awesome thing all the times is a liar because uh, mm-hmm. it's not. Um, it's very frustrating and makes you want to go out for milk and cigarettes every now and then. But <laughs> but there's stuff that makes up for it and makes you not go out for milk and cigarettes. So today, I, you know, I'm upstairs working. She comes home because my wife picked her up. She comes running up the stairs and uh, like very excited, like, Daddy! like comes running up. She's like all happy and giggling. She gives me a big hug. I missed you. <laughs> and then uh, tells me that she loves me. And then she was like, where's your sticker? Which I still have on, by the way, the guys can see on my Landers camping shirt. She gave me a sticker this morning and like lectured me to make sure I did not take it off. And that when I went to work, no one took it from me and that I needed to have it on later. So she, after all the niceties, she was like, where's your sticker? Do you still have it? So, it was, But it was a nice little moment. And again, it's one of those things that was balanced out. The, I'm going out for milk and cigarettes moments. So uh, a lot of good in the past week outside of the Duke loss and the Riley Leonard ankle injury. Um, I had a lot of other positive things going on. Not very miserable and reckless. So maybe next week I'll have a lot of negatives for you. But this week, over the past couple of weeks, all positives. She's growing up extremely Southern. And that she came upstairs. She was super happy. She whispered a bunch of sweet nothings in your ear, made you feel real good. And then basically at the end of it was like, oh, and also uh, Carolina sucks. <laughs> <laughs> She's... Uh surprisingly sometimes Southern and some of the things she does, <laughs> I guess, I guess you can't help it between me and some of our family as an influence on her. <laughs> so. All right, Morgan, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Well, let's see. I got good, great, and awesome. So my good first off is, um, once again, Crystal had to go to work in New York city. So once again, it was uh, daddy daycare and daddy <laughs> dog care as well. I guess if you want to call it that now too, for the last two and a half days, and everyone's happy, healthy, and alive, and no one's got any broken bones. <laughs> or, uh, no dog was. <laughs> That's called out. a win. <laughs> no dog was. No dog was kicked out of the house. So you know he came really close to being sent back to the farm. <laughs> kept trying to eat got all these damn toys we bought him all these two toys everything you can think of and what does he want to eat mama's plants kids toys kids clothes daddy's dinner yeah yeah whine all you want to buddy you're in my house now (laughs) kimosabi um but yeah so that's my good my uh my great um Hokey hokies after you know three weeks of torture finally got another win. Um albeit against Pitt and their whatever um team. But uh it was still much needed win. Good at atmosphere, you know. People wanna some people wanna give them shit, but you know, a team that's one and three and their stadium's packed 
sold out and giving that much energy and electricity for a team that's one and three and a lackluster offense was pretty awesome to see. So I was happy about that. And then my awesome is this past Tuesday was my son's fourth birthday and we did great. We had a big Spidey theme thing, um, Spidey and Friends theme going on. Got a bunch of Spidey and Friend toys and some more Magna, you know, magnetic tiles to play with. So he's been having a blast for all that all week long. So we're going to get his birthday party on Saturday, which we can't wait. So that's my good, great, and awesome. Probably helps a little bit. They got brand new toys you can play with. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> all right. Good, the bad, and the ugly, Ryan. <clears throat> well... First of all, I'm coming to you live from the heart of ACC country. <laughs> <laughs> right outside my window is SMU. So the heart of the ACC. I know everybody always thinks of the Atlantic coast when they think of Dallas, Texas. Are we, are we going to redo the deep in the heart of Texas song to deep in the heart of the ACC? Deep in the heart of the coastal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the experience in Texas has, has not been ideal, but I will save my Texas not ideal for next week because, spoiler alert, I'm going to be in Texas. And the week after that, spoiler alert, I'm going to be in Texas again. So you guys may get a lot of Texas. Um, I uh, I actually, earlier before even talking to these guys, I, I know a lot – Morgan, I didn't realize that you were in that situation again, but that makes three of the four of us. It sounds like I don't know what Dustin's got going on, but I've been running around like crazy. I know Logan's been running around like crazy. So we didn't really even talk that much this week. We kind of just figured give everybody a week off. They seem to be doing good. And Dustin, I know you were having a great weekend. Logan, I, I'm, we'll probably get to yours. I know it didn't go so well. I also had a great week and a great weekend last week. So it seems like whenever we have a good week, we don't want to ruin the brand, so we just don't do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, one uh, way of avoiding mistakes. <laughs> yeah. So I also have a good, great, and awesome, if you want to call it that. Uh, the good, and this is going to be somewhat uh, Maryland-based, which will be somewhat surprising, I know, for the people that listen to this. Uh, the good is, uh, well, amongst other things, the cable went out. So I was able to, uh, while I was here in the hotel, I was able to connect to somehow through the, uh, and I work in IT and I don't know how this works, but I was somehow able to get Showtime to pop up on the TV through a different source or maybe that comes over the internet and the other one comes through coax, it doesn't matter. And there was a documentary that I was able to watch last night for free because I don't get Showtime about PG County, um, specifically Prince George's County in Maryland. And I thought that that documentary was cool. Here's why I'm bringing it up in the middle of football season. I will forget. I don't want to carry it in my notes. And there was a ton of Maryland, North Carolina, Duke. Um, there's a ton of people that, that played that if you are of a certain age, and by that, I mean, 40 or younger, you're probably going to know somebody in the documentary, especially Kevin Durant, um, who produced it, Victor Aladipo, who all executive produced it. Um, I guarantee you, if you turn it on, you're going to um, know Chris Jenkins, the Carolina killer, was sitting next to his, is it his cousin or his brother, Nate, who played at Carolina, 
when he's giving um, a little rendition, they do cover the shot that killed Carolina, which is pretty funny. <laughs> it's funny now because basically um, his cousin, I think it was, was on the bench for Carolina, turned to his teammates and said, idea is he'd seen him do it so often on the playground and he knew his killer instinct from coming from the Prince George's County playgrounds that he turned it literally in, in the moment in the game and was like, yeah, we lost. <laughs> so the whole documentary is pretty cool. It's probably more cool for me because I, I, I grew up in Prince George's County for a period of time. My brother played a lot of baseball, so I had to kill a lot of time. So I was a white kid trying to get in on like the roughest courts and the toughest courts in all of America. And if you don't believe me, they cover in the documentary how these kids routinely kicked New York's ass. They had something called the Capitol Classic where they invited the best, the best from the other 49 states. Feel free to come and show up. And they got their ass handed to them every year by the people from one county. So there's a ton of people that are in this. If you Wikipedia, you can see the list of there's, I think, 35 people that have played in the NBA in the last 20 years from this county. So that was pretty fun. So that's my good. My grade's going to be very simple because hopefully you go to it next year if you feel like it. My grade is the uh, I'm not a real big Ocean City fan. Um, another place that I grew up going is Bethany Beach. But there was a festival in Ocean City and I could stay in Bethany Beach and drive in. So I was cool with that. And it's the Ocean's Calling Festival. Um, we went last weekend. We had a great time. Uh, definitely for a certain age. I may be giving myself away when I start naming the headliners that we were excited to see and show up for, but it was Jack Johnson, Alanis Morissette, John Mayer, um, Third Eye Blind, OAR was there, um, Slightly Stupid, a lot of people with Toad the Red Sprocket t-shirts on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I get, Walk on the Ocean, You're at the Ocean, um, Dirty Heads, The Wallflowers, uh, I don't need to go on, you can look up the poster if you want to, but uh reasonably i would say it's it was reasonably priced my wife would probably say that's not reasonable for everybody but it was about 100 if i remember correctly it was about 120 bucks to go and considering you're seeing like 10 that's bands that's not bad that's not that's bad. pretty good for that size festival and it's the, the greatest yeah. music ever made <laughs> <laughs> so one half of the piggy bank pod endorses the price <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> when these inflationary times we gotta get with it so we had a good time doing that and that was great and uh and and i i hope to go again next year we we to your point about getting someone to watch the kid we did get someone to watch the dog and it worked out so um i was a little worried we weren't you know gonna be thinking ahead and have somebody to watch the dog but that that worked out too and then my awesome is just very two very simple things, and they're a couple of weeks old. But if you watch the ACC and you catch these guys, you can tell a little story to the TV or you can know a little something about it. And if the announcers tell you about it, then don't say I, I didn't warn you. The uh, There's two kickers. Just keep this very simple for my awesome. There's two kickers in the ACC that kind of have awesome stories. There's a kicker from UVA that used to be uh, – his last name is Ganyard, G-A-N-Y-A-R-D. He used to be a Cobra attack chopper, like helicopter pilot. And uh, he got out of the army and decided like, well, I've got years of eligibility left. Um, I believe he's like three years younger than me. <laughs> he's playing in the ACC kicking for Virginia. Now, Virginia is not a great school. And he definitely right now, as far as football is concerned, and he definitely walked on. But it's kind of a cool story if you realize that there's like a mid-30s kicker 
kicking field goals for Virginia. So if you happen to yeah. see a Virginia game, um, that guy flew helicopters for a while and is kind of a badass. So before you make fun of him, <laughs> he's out there in his mid thirties. I can't imagine the locker room with them, you know, like being 19 and hanging out with him. But I, I believe somewhere I, I, can't tell you the title of it. There was a story somewhere addressing what you just said, like talking oh, really? about the generational gap. Yeah. ESPN or somebody probably wrote it, but uh, it's out there somewhere. If you do enough Googling, I bet you can find it. But it, there is certainly a difference between a <laughs> mid 30 year old and a uh, 19 year old playing at UVA. So, you know, you but it's a cool story. I, I agree. It's a very cool background and story. Just, it's just odd that a badass like him would want to go to the UVA. That was kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. too. You know, like really, dude? Like you want to hang out with those frou frou like pansies? He probably doesn't hang maybe, out with them. He probably has military housing maybe, and he drives well, into know, campus. Quite honestly, maybe maybe he wanted like a quiet life where he didn't have to worry about any fan interaction. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to worry about bowl games. Don't have to worry about bowl games. <laughs> it when they were telling the story on the telecast morgan i did chuckle out loud because they they asked i guess they asked his wife what does she do to like tailgate before his her husband's big games and he he mentioned that they do enjoy a nice glass of wine the night before a game and he hopes that's the <laughs> off limits <laughs> like he was basically hoping it didn't get him into trouble with coach elliott <laughs> yeah. Maybe a cheese board. Doubtful he gets in trouble with the coach. It's probably the only bright and shining moment on that team. (laughs) I just, I don't need to tell you the story about the other kicker. There's a kicker from Clemson that has a fun story too, but I just thought it was hysterical. Actually, it is. Share it. Like, if you haven't heard it, it's it's interesting. I I think it's cool. I also think it's a bit of a panic mode by Clemson, but yeah. Well, I was saying, like, I just, we could riff for the generational gap, the fact that he actually enjoys wine with his wife <laughs> for a game. I mean, that's phenomenal. <laughs> like, Morgan, you have valid points that there's probably not that many people he has to interact with or talk to. <laughs> uh, I can guarantee you a badass like that is probably not putting on a tie to go, you know, down the strip or I forget what they call it. I I should remember. And what is it? The lawn? Is that what they call it? Streak in the yeah. lawn. Yeah, that's one of their websites' names too, one of their blogs. So we did it one one night. I did not put on a tie. I did not put on a jacket. I just walked around like a normal person. And me and my wife were felt did feel out of place at times. We felt like we were underdressed at church. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not gonna use the word that I want to say, but all I'm thinking of is, is the meme where the guy is sitting at the desk and he just yells out one word. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this, we, Miserable and Reckless has made a trip to the area two years running, and we all had a wonderful time. So, um, not saying that we visit university and all that, but the area, I can kind of understand why he'd want to be in the area. Oh, yeah. He probably lives in one of those cabins at um, Misty Mountain. Misty Mountain. <laughs> and just drives in every day. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. He helicopters in. Yeah, he's friends with the uh the old man with the weed cape. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. 
The other kicker story is the Clemson kicker who was had graduated. I think he tried to walk on or play or whatever. He didn't he didn't have he, he had eligibility. He was the backup. Yeah. He was the backup for four years to BT Potter, which was the the statistically is the greatest kicker Clemson's ever had. So he never had a chance to actually play. And he uh he was all set to get a job in finance in New <laughs> York City. And he had graduated from Clemson and gone back to Charleston, which is where he lives, which why First things first. Why are you going to leave Charleston to go to New York City? Uh, is is you're you're Crazy. making boneheaded decisions. So yeah. whatever. First strike. <laughs> and then uh, uh, second of all, you know they they do have a transfer portal. You could you could transfer if the best kicker statistically of all time is in front of you. But it's another boneheaded decision. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he uh, not here to pick on the guy. He got a phone call. From Dabo, because I think Dabo got told by somebody, if I remember correctly, it's been a couple of weeks now, that he would still had eligibility. And Dabo's like, oh, yeah, that guy. And, like, called him at his house in Charleston. He already had an apartment, like, like the, the, the whatever it is, the lease, like, signed with, like, the first month's deposit or whatever and his pet rent or who knows what. And Dabo <laughs> was like, yeah, don't worry about it. We have NIL now. We can take care of that. <laughs> So they they paid his like uh, they made it right somehow. I don't know how they did it with his apartment. So like he's good. For all I know, Dabo just called the apartment complex and said like, "Don't you know I'm Dabo? Do you know who I am? I'm down here in Little Old Clemson." And the woman probably just hung up on him because that's what they do in New York <laughs> when you try and big man him. But uh, yeah, he's kicking for the Tigers now. So, so hopefully he's enjoying a fifth year and. Clemson, literally Clemson, South Carolina, as opposed to making a horrible life decision and going to uh, New York City for finance. Well, <laughs> tell you from personal experience, that's not what you want to do with your life. You, 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 you said you make that joke where he calls the house and the wife answers the phone, like, yeah, that one. She hangs up. Make me think of like uh, Major League, the, the movie where Tom uh, Barron's character thought there was a prank being pulled on him. He's yeah. like, at least, quite, you can at least say it's the Yankees. <laughs> it's like, it's great, like you could at least if this is a joke, you could at least say you're Nick Saban. <laughs> <laughs> the uh on that though, two things. One, like he was he was in, getting an NBA at the time from Clemson. He was just doing it online. So it wasn't yeah. like he was on the street. And then they just like pulled him in and said, Hey, start taking some classes. Uh right. And then my understanding is too, he, he called it like his fin- fancy finance boss in New York City. And the boss was basically like, you, you got to do it. Like, don't come to work, basically. <laughs> and <laughs> and came to the game that he kicked oh, really? in. Yeah. He, he, so he actually attended the, the first game he was in um, that he played in. So I thought it was a cool story. Not as cool as an uh, attack helicopter pilot but still a fun story. At least the, the boss was cool about it. Cause you know, anybody that would have the opportunity to go do something like that. And they're also no, Nope. You got to be at work on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I got a job in Clemson, South Carolina. Damn, yeah, the NIL now. Coach Dabo <laughs> told me. <laughs> yeah. Till he missed those field goals. And then, uh, he's sitting yeah. there on the bench. He's like, I knew I should have took the finance job. <laughs> Hey, can I add one more thing? You know what I just saw on TV? 
Tez Walker was ruled eligible to play earlier today. Yeah, I was that, for sure um, that was going to be part of your I know, so too. Yeah. I've been running around like that's how much I've been running around. I didn't even know that until I looked it's over even, it. It's even bigger and greater is that the, the size of the check that UNC wrote to the NCAA. <laughs> They're like, Drake May isn't performing like he did last year. He needs some help. <laughs> we were thinking Heisman. <laughs> what, what's funny is apparently, and this is why I think the whole thing's a sham. They're like, UNC had other information or whatever that they didn't submit to the NCAA that they suddenly submit it and now it's okay. But then the NCAA tears them a new one in their statement about how the UNC coaching staff and administrators handled it. But then he's eligible to play. I'm like, this is just a big cluster. Or they actually did have death threats and a bunch of other stuff. And they're like, probably not worth it to keep up this shame of a situation. Well, I'm just going to say, like I said, on tailgate season. Roy Cooper, our governor, wrote a letter in support, and I'm going to be just as explicit, so we're putting the E on this episode, folks, as I was (laughs) on that. Roy Cooper wrote a letter in support of Tez Walker. There's nothing in a vacuum wrong with that. The kid, I understand he wants to play. I understand everybody wanted him to play, but the reality is the sitting governor intervened and wrote a letter on behalf of one of the public schools. If he doesn't do this, and he so far to date hasn't, for every other school in the UNC school system, Roy Cooper and everybody that every other politician that plays favorites with Carolina can go fuck themselves because this <laughs> is ridiculous. Like seriously, you you if you're gonna write a letter for one kid at one public school. You need to do it for all, or else, right? One for all, or or none of them. Yeah, and I, I think we all talked about this. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but I know we all talked about this at some point. My whole thing is like it's based off of what little bit I've paid attention to. This it sounds like yeah, kid probably should be eligible, but the 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 shit of it all is the the shit storm around the issue. And it's purely because he's a football player yep. with on a team that has a chance to have a very good year. If he, I, I don't remember what ex, what team I picked, but if he was on the golf team or whatever, none of this would be talked about. They would have patted him on the back and said, "Hey, you know, next year, buddy," and moved on with life. The governor wouldn't be writing letters. The media wouldn't be talking about it, et cetera. <laughs> so that's that's really the part that is kind of like annoys me because they play the whole like oh it's about the young man it's about the kids his, it's his, about it's the about kids. his his family is disappointed yeah and, oh it's about the, but it's like, you know no, who, it's not you know who's you know there what? are two players on the basketball side that are in the similar situation i'm not even going to talk about the nc state transfer instead i'm going to turn my direction east to east carolina university cam yeah. hayes played one year at nc state transferred out then he's transferring again, a similar situation as Tez Walker to ECU, and he may not be eligible to play this year. I don't see Jay Billis talking about it. I don't see ESPN talking about it. And I sure as shit don't see Roy Cooper writing a letter for Cam Hayes to play basketball at East Carolina. You tell me what's different about the situation. You know who is writing a letter? I heard Sherry Berry. Gordon. <laughs> well, she probably has the it. highest approval ratings of any official in North Carolina <laughs> because that would carry some weight. <laughs> just like the elevators. Says <laughs> Roy Cooper's probably a Carolina fan. Oh, he's probably a Carolina grad. Probably. 
But uh, you know, watch watch this kid have nothing but drop passes all year long. At the end of the season, where you go, man, well, damn kid, I stuck my neck out for you, and you shit the bed. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, he gets a case of the drops. Now that he's eligible, we can quit pretending like we're pulling for the kid. I'm gonna start pulling against him every week. <laughs> there you go. Same same team on that one. Uh, yes. So he has both a bachelor's and a JD from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. So surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. He wants his team to win until they go (laughs) face Texas and get their asses curb stomped. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for me, I'm going to start off with a good uh, uh, moved one week ago into a new place. So far, things so far so good. I will say that living by myself is awesome. Wish I had done this two years ago. Uh, it's the best. And then on top of that, I'm within walking distance of work, and I've never been that close to work before. So it's actually been really nice walking to work every day and coming home for lunch. So that's been a good experience. The only downside was my refrigerator stopped working two days into me moving in. And I literally, thanks inflation, gone to the grocery store a day before walked out with five bags of groceries just to feed myself for the week. And it was $150. And then just to have my fridge stop working. But you know what? Thankfully I was resourceful. I kept the old beat up dorm fridge that one of my old roommates left at the old house, took it with me. It was sitting on my balcony unplugged. I was about to get rid of it. Then I decided, you know what I can do? Cleaned it up, brought it inside, set it beside the couch, put my food in it, was able to salvage all that. And then Shout out the maintenance team here. Within 12 hours, they had reached out to me, come and did a quick fix for my fridge, and then a day after that, replaced it with a new fridge. So, uh, so far, I've been happy with the the swiftness and responsiveness from the maintenance guys here. So, shout out them. Um, and then the last good of the week is uh, the Brennan Armstrong experiment is over and round. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I knew, I knew this would be on your list. Finally. <laughs> Because the reality is, if MJ Morris hadn't have torn his ACL last year, he was going to be the starter this year. And But he tore his ACL. They made the decision to bring in Brennan Armstrong, let him uh, MJ redshirt just to try to make sure he's rooted, ready to go next year. Brennan Armstrong has been statistically one, uh, the worst quarterback in the last 15 years at NC State. Like worse than Dave Doran's first year when we had a converted wide receiver playing quarterback midseason. So, like, it's just nothing against the guy personally, but on the field, like, through five games, five touchdowns, six interceptions, and two fumbles, and, a histo- and like, we just put up the least amount of yards we have ever had in a non-Hurricane game since 2014. Sorry, it ain't cutting it. Um, <laughs> MJ Morris, in, in three games that he played mo- most in uh, last year, he appeared in five, but he played basically three games last year, had seven touchdowns, one interception. Uh, it's, it's clear. One guy is better than the other. It's time to stop being um, apprehensive and cautious. Let the young kid play. And if we're go- yeah. if and if the worst case scenario, if we don't win any more games with MJ than we did with Brennan, at least he's getting reps for the next season because Brennan's gone by the time basketball season happens. He was a one year mercenary for us, so I'm happy about that. MJ Moore is starting quarterback in C State. Well, you know. It's when he's getting paid by the hour to play for the XFL or USFXL, whatever they'll be called next year. You gotta hear that record 
drop. And you're like, well, you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> see, go I, back to 2021. I, I threw 4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 10 picks. And then the wheels fell off. <laughs> yeah, I did see. Time. I guess it was last week or the week before. His QBR was like 13. Yeah, it was 12 like, points four, I think it was, against Louisville. Yeah, some I saw. I was like, "Oh my, that's coming." This is coming from Duke fan. That's bad. <laughs> like it, the the crazy that's part. Bad. The crazy part was like <laughs> our defense this year is very very good. The it, they deserve so much better than the what they've gotten out of the offense. And if last year's defense didn't exist for NC State. This would be one of the best defense. This year's squad would be one of the de- best defenses we've had in a decade. But because last year was historically one of our best defenses ever, people are not kind of giving our D the the credit they deserve this year. But Louisville had been scoring thirty some points a game, and their running back hadn't had less than like ninety yards all season. We held them to twenty nine yards rushing on twenty attempts. Then arguably the best receiver in the league, the thrash thrasher kid, whatever. Aiden White locked him down for three catches for only 44 yards and no scores. And we lose 13 to 10. Like it's a mid nineties, Nebraska game. (laughs) Like Brennan Armstrong was on the goal line, third and goal to put us up 17 to 10. He throws a pick in the end zone. He fumbles later in the game. And then we have a chance to get 25 yards to get into field goal range to tie it at the end. The first play from scrimmage in the last drive, He's about to get sacked and the guy's been playing football for like eight years. So you would think he would know, just take the sack. We have time to line back up. He throws it up in the air wildly and throws it up so high. It's like a pop fly in little league that the DB just had to sit underneath it to end the game. Like unacceptable. I'm like, just glad this is. over. So when you guys were frantically texting, mainly you and Morgan, why would you throw that? He sucks. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was looking at those messages that were coming. My phone's vibrating in my pocket. I pull it out and I'm like, <clears throat> some of us are having a good weekend. And I put my phone away and I kept singing along to crazy game <laughs> of poker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he must have lost. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, uh, definitely uh, not what you wanted. It was not optimal, as they say. <laughs> All right, Morgan, I'm going to bring up the slate of games, and let's throw it into the uh, college football pick week six. Oh, quick quick recap, or not recap, real quick. Angle, that documentary that you were watching, that was about, uh, you said, players from PG County? Yeah. So basically, it's a documentary for everybody, but probably a drama for anybody who's a Maryland Terps fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wasn't going to take a shot at Maryland, but yes. I mean, I don't, you know, I, you know, I sure, so I don't really care. I, I, I've been waiting for a free second to, to bring that back up. This entire good, bad, and ugly, man. I have all these great kids, and how many of them actually wanted to stay at College Park? Two. Um, yes. Steve Francis, <laughs> who's in the documentary and, and was known as the third best scorer. Um, the second best scorer of all time was a guy named Silent, who was Katie's friend. He's also in the documentary. He's well known in PG County in, in general. He's he's a he's a legend. Um, you asked, so I'm going to give you the answers. Oh, no, if, not, you go, if, if you go into Alito's Pizza and you say who's the three best players ever from all time from PG County, it's well, Steve Francis. County, well, it's Maryland. Maryland. Like, did, what did they do in Maryland? He didn't do anything. Silent Silent actually passed away. He was. Sh- 
shot or maybe not. We don't really know. Anyways, it was that was tragic about 10 years ago. And then number one, best player of all time from Prince George's County who went to Maryland because um, he wanted to go to Maryland uh, was Lynn Bias. Yeah. So that's that's the track record of who Maryland has uh, recruited. And I'm not taking a shot at Maryland. Pretty much no one else has gone to Maryland from Prince George's County. Almost no one. The there was the there's an article I read <laughs> when you sent me the documentary. I looked it up. There's yeah. a guy I can't remember his name right now, but he played for the Washington Wizards. So he's he was like, I've lived in the Prince George's County area for 20 years. So he's like, I've I've like come to understand all this. And so he went through this whole thing about all of these guys. Basically, what you're talking about was based off the documentary. Who never went to Maryland. And he talked to some of them because he knows some of them. And so many of them were basically like, they didn't recruit me. Yeah. And that's like the the crazy part of it all. Even as recently yeah. as Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson, yeah. who will be at Kansas this year, played at Michigan uh, most prior to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember this part. Yeah, this Hunter Dickinson um, apparently grew up a Terps fan. And like his like statement was something like, uh, when you grow up, you know, in Maryland, like that's the team, you're super into it, like you're a fan, especially yeah. in PG County, because University of Maryland at College Park is in P- Prince George's County. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he he wanted to go there, but they basically like didn't care about him or didn't try to recruit him. And so he had some game when he was at Michigan where he put on put up like 30 or 35 on. And apparently he just kept like staring down the bench every time he would <laughs> he would run by and like it. just was super petty about it because he wanted to be a turp, but they didn't Offer want him. him. And and so there's so many of those guys. And I know you're gonna miss on some because you're gonna miscalculate or like not realize the potential in somebody, but but damn. Um, I'll say this though. Thank you, Prince George's County, for uh, Quinn, 2015 national champion, Quinn Cook. Um, right. I'm, so. I'm not sure it. exactly where Malcolm Delaney came from, but thank you, State of Maryland, for Malcolm Delaney. He's probably from that DC assault team that's in Prince George's County. I mean, I can look it up real quick. He wasn't in the documentary, but. Um, he is from Baltimore. And so is Carmelo, just in case anybody gets confused. But Carmelo is also from that area. Uh, Ty Lawson. Um, if I'm really going back in time, there's a uh, crap. What was the guy in the 2005 Tar Heels? Not Jackie Manuel, but um, he was from this David area. Noel? No. Jawad oh. Williams? Uh, Williams was, but I'll think of him in a second. Um, give me a second. Oh, uh, Melvin something. What'd you say? Something Melvin, Melvin something. Yes, that's Melvin correct. Scott, maybe? I can't remember yes. his last name. Yes, that's his name. And he's he was from Prince George's County, too. And uh, one of the books I read recently about the about the just Southern basketball as a whole – uh, had a whole thing where they were kind of following him throughout his year and about how everybody would come down from Maryland and how like he, he made it, he made it out. And like, there's, uh, look, I'm a white dude who lived in Prince George's County. I will tell you that 
that their opportunity still to this day is sports. And I'm not trying to say anything other than the narrative to this day is if you can play a sport, if you can have a skill at sport or at a sport, whether it's football or basketball, they're expanding to other stuff, especially with NIL, but that is your ticket out. And there's definitely a lot of that, 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 uh, that uh, goes into this documentary as well. So it just, just goes to show you that Mar- I wasn't going to take a shot at Maryland, but they're obviously pretty, uh, obviously pretty tone deaf when it comes to their own backyard, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I was quickly looking it up just to see who else. Uh, and from my part of the world that I care, uh, Danny Ferry came out of Prince George's County. Nolan Smith came out of Adrian Prince George's Dantley. County. Uh, who? Adrian Dantley. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. I, it, Trevor kills came out, you know, he didn't do a ton of Duke, but anyway, my point is like, there's, Prince George's County and sort of the DMV in general has been a very consistent source of talent for Duke basketball. Yeah. And I find I've always, once I lived in the area and came to realize, cause you know, I never would have known really about it without living in it. The talent that's in the area, some of that's due to prep schools. It's not all necessarily PG is a little bit different, but especially in Northern Virginia, there's a lot of prep schools to go out and find talented kids and bring them in. But uh, this area is just full of basketball talent. And uh, if you go through and look at rosters over the years of good Duke teams, there's often a couple players from the area. So just saying, there's a reason. In case I didn't share the name of the documentary, because I'm really good at talking about something for five minutes and then not telling you how to do it. (laughs) The name of the documentary is something in the water. If you type in something in the water or. Showtime documentary about PG County basketball, it'll come up. Okay. Well, all right, well, let's jump right into the week six pick them. All right, let's start with the records. And all right, my, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> let's see, let's start with dead last. And that would be me. And my, I, most of it has to do with my ballsy uh, Colorado against uh, Oregon pick that uh, just didn't, I, I knew it was going to be a bad pick, but I decided to be ballsy and go with it anyway. Um, but I'm dead last 14 and 15. Ryan sitting at 15 and 14, third place. Dustin is in second with 17 and 12, and Logan 18 and 11, first place. All right, good stuff. With that said, let's jump right to the first game of the Honey Baked Ham Pick'em of the Week. <laughs> All right, we got. Sooner Nation versus Horns Down. Uh, they've been uh, looking like horns up lately. Let's see if they can keep it going. Um, it's an easy one for me. I think uh, Texas takes care, of, takes care of business and continues on to their their march for dominance, I guess, this season. Whatever, they'll, they'll fuck it up the playoffs. 
Uh, Dustin? Uh, a couple comments. One, what is it with Texas and horns? You got like horny frogs and they got horns down and right. like uh, just there's something weird there with that. And then two, Oklahoma, the whole boomer sooner thing, isn't that like, is that something really to like celebrate? You know, like people who like cheated on getting like land, uh, land grants back in the day. I don't understand why it's like such a like fun thing. To, if someone could explain it to me, I would appreciate it. You can leave us a voicemail and explain it to us. Um, no, that has anything to do with the ball game. Uh, but basically where I come down on this is I, I horns down all day. I, you know, don't like Texas. They're an annoying fan base, but they're going to win this football game. They're playing at home. They're playing good football. It's happening. Yeah. I, I, I feel you. I'm the same. I feel I'm the same way as you, Dustin. I'm just they're gonna win. <laughs> uh, the uh, the always funny Ryan Angle on Searcher comedic take is here. Yeah, I'll yeah. pick Mac Brown later in the pick them. You don't have to bring him up now. I just wrote Mac Brown's old school in the. So I'd remember who picked what. <clears throat> um, so I'm in Texas. That's not really his old school. It's more like his second old school. His first old school is the school that he dipped out on because he didn't want to be there anymore. But I guess he came back to because nobody else wanted him. I, I mean, I guess ESP. He's doing fine at ESPN. I don't. <laughs> he's probably making more money now in Carolina. But um, it just honestly, you know what? He just missed the kids. I mean, he just <laughs> kids. he really cares about the kids. <laughs> um, I'm, the just, I'm just glad he's there to uh, to be a mentor to Tez. You know, I just I just think that's important. Anyways, speaking of generation gaps, um, it's pretty simple. I'm in I'm in Texas, and uh, I drive by the Big Twelve headquarters every day. So this is the last of the Big Twelve Red River showdowns. Um, Boomer Sooner coming down at number 12, uh, horns down number three. Texas is playing well. I think Texas has a better quarterback. So I will also, because I'm in Texas, they say when in Rome, do as the Romans do. I will pick the yes, school. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? No, go ahead, Sai. Uh, I'm going to pick Texas too. I'll keep it short and simple. Uh, Logan. Yeah, I mean, like, we're all sitting here waiting for Texas to pull a Texas, but it ain't going to be this week. Horns up. Uh, well, we just um, hey, I'll, I'll take that loss because we're yeah. down in real life. But anyway, I mean, whatever. We're all, pick, we're all picking it. So it's a wash. And Texas loses. So fuck it. He, he doesn't need given, man. That um, to me sounds like a win. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> quite honestly, this next pick sounds really boring to watch. I'd rather watch Liberty at, at Rutgers or something. Um, <laughs> fake, fake Southern accent at uh, Mizzou here. Um, quite honestly, I don't know how much longer uh, 
this Brian Kelly era is going to last at uh, LSU if he continues to uh, produce results the way he's done recently. But, um, I mean, they are ranked, so but it's LSU, so it's kind of like a given rank, I guess, right? Um, LSU at Mizzou. I'd go Mizzou on this one. Dustin? Uh, I don't have any fun insights for you because I don't watch Missouri and don't care about Missouri. Um, Missouri's not the South. Missouri's not a good state. Um, it has shit Lewis in it for one. Um, yeah, that's true. That, that taints anything and everything in that state for me. Um, and then, uh, you know, like, it's just not a good place. Why, why would we care what goes on in Missouri? And for those reasons, I'm going to pick fake Southern accent to pull out the win at shitty state. That's not in the South. <laughs> Angle. Yeah, I just I have two funny stories about Missouri that I know have been shared on the podcast in the past. The first is because they're in the SEC network, they were contractually obligated to go to Missouri on True South because True South, the TV show, is on the SEC network. So they spent the entire episode, which is produced by Wright Thompson, who went to Missouri shit talking Missouri and they put an asterisk next to true South in the title credits. And then <laughs> underneath the asterisk, they wrote like where the asterisk connects to, they wrote, we know this isn't in the South. Don't send us hate mail. And then at the end of the title credits, they said, if you'd like to send us hate mail, you can send it to John T edge at gmail.com. <laughs> 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 Which is the ultimate like troll move when you're the executive producer to add that in. Uh, speaking of Wright Thompson, uh, LSU is located close enough to one of his favorite cities, which is New Orleans. So uh, if in, in this particular Wright Thompson Bowl, I'm going to go with the team that has the wave pool um, at their uh, at their <laughs> campus, um, which is a super important recruiting. Uh, to, uh, to, it's not a wave pool. What is it? It's an it's a pool shaped into it's a lazy river. They have a lazy river on their campus shaped into the letters LS and then U. Um, I'm going to go with that school as opposed to the school that Kevin Miller cried over um, when they left the uh, <laughs> Big 12 and went to the SEC because he was so upset about it. <laughs> I have a question about the Lazy River. Yeah. So I could see how you connect the L and the S and the U, but is the U a dead end? Is a dead end at the end of the U or do they actually connect it all the way back? Because the point of a lazy river is that you get to be lazy. You don't have to get up. So if you go all the way through the L and the S and the U, and then you have to pick up your floaty and walk around back down to the L and sit back down, like that just seems silly. They, I Googled it, and you can too, America. Yeah. The L on top is a straight line all the way across to the U. So you do not because I know this is important in Louisiana, you do not actually have to be healthy. You can just continue to float around. Yeah. You can do that on Bourbon Street. You can just float around and I'm being healthy, <laughs> or you can do that in the Lindsay River. Well, damn. I don't I'm know about the aerial this. shot. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I'm going to have to flip my 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 answer to uh, LSU just based off this lazy river now. It is. An, <laughs> it's an $85 million that, that recreation center. That in the, that in the fact, yeah, just 
same. Yeah, no, yeah. Take change my pick to LSU. All right, I, I pulled it up. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. It says LSU takes better care of its lazy river than its library report shows because they spent more money on the river than they spent on the library. <laughs> you don't need none of that book learning. Oh my. Uh, Logan. So yeah, Missouri sucks as a state, but you know what else sucks as a state? Louisiana. And Jeez, the so head coach. Bad. The head coach of the Missouri Tigers is none other than former NC State OC Eli Drinkwitz. Yep. Yeah, give me Missouri. I'm riding solo on this one, fellas. <laughs> I wondered if you'd bring up Eli. Cool name. Wasn't the best offense, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. We had a really good offense when he was here. Those, those were the Ryan Finley years. Yeah. I didn't so, like him. I mean, you <laughs> didn't like him because Finley was 3-0 and against the Heels. <laughs> There are reasons why I picked the games. I knew that Missouri, <laughs> Shit Lewis, and uh, and Eli Drinkowitz was was bound to come up. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so next up, we have a battle of two teams in the state of Virginia: a really great team and a really shitty team. And when I say these two names, you're gonna think it, that uh, well, obviously the. You know, Woman Mary is not the great one. UVA would be the better one, but that is not true here tonight. Woman Mary, four and one versus O and five. That's right, O and five UVA. Um, not one win, not a single one. Not even close to sniffing a win, probably. Marty, um, you sound kind of giddy talking about the O and five Wahoos. Well, <laughs> I say that and then watch their only win come. At the most important game of the year. I so I don't think I've seen Morgan this excited talking about the Wahoos since uh, hearing that story about the Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> another great story episode, is folks, uh, roughly April. <laughs> well, another great, another great story is, is when they had a chance to win the game and they decided to play a bonehead play by passing us a, a lateral pass to an offensive lineman who was completely all by himself. And, uh, well, we all know how that one lasted. So, Morgan's um, like, I got, I got more of these giddy stories if you'd like. <laughs> and like I say, watch us fucking shit to bed against them at the end of the year. So uh, that would be my, uh, that would be my season. But uh, anyway, we have William and Mary at UVA, and it doesn't really matter. There's at UVA in this game, like when most of the time <laughs> I say at, at a football, at a football game, you know, it's like, oh. Where's the is it at home or away? Because that'll make big big difference on like the crowd atmosphere. Yeah, you know, the electricity. You don't have to worry about that at uh, uh whatever they're called in Charlottesville. Um Dave Matthews bowl, whatever. Um <laughs> I'm gonna take William and Mary on this one. <laughs> Somehow there was no doubt in my mind you were gonna take William and Mary. Well, even if I even if I didn't hit UVA, who in their right mind would pick UVA right now? Like their coach, like he he looks like he just was like, like he just sold a bag of dog shit to the university on on his entire resume. <laughs> like you see, like Davo in the background left, <laughs> they bought it. Like I don't have to worry about this guy anymore. You know, it's just like, damn, like, 
This guy looks like he has no idea what the hell he's doing. But uh, all right, I'll I'll lay off of him now. Anyway, uh, Dustin, what are you thinking? Well, see, there here's the thing. You said uh, who in the right mind? Well, I'm in my right mind, and I say this is a lock for UVA to get their first and only win of the season. Mortal lock of the week. What is it? What is it? The kids say something about hammering it down. I don't know. Something like that. (laughs) I don't think the kids say that. (laughs) (laughs) You you kept saying that about the line at one point, and we were. I was just Uh, hammer it. Yeah, but I'm also almost thirty. I don't think I qualify as one of the kids anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Compared to to (laughs) compared to the uh, three fourths of this podcast, you're you're a child. Logan's probably so sick of answering what we think are like kids' questions where we're like, Logan, 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 tell us a cool band to listen to. And he's like, I don't know. I'm at home with my dog. <laughs> we were in Greenville uh, a few weeks ago for the night before a wedding. And when we went out with the guy who was getting married, we were at one of the, the college bars and it was parents weekend and some of the, the, I really did see confusion on some of those drunk college kids faces on whether or not we were college students or parents. (laughs) (laughs) It'll get better. It'll get better. They won't be confused anymore. Logan. (laughs) (laughs) Next time they'll know. (laughs) Why is that guy at this crappy bar in Penn State with his, I guess that's his wife. I don't know. Maybe it's his miss. No, they both have wedding rings on. (laughs) Well, it could just be a couple people trying to avoid their uh, significant others. True. They'll never find us here at this establishment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Angle, what are you thinking for this game? Yeah, this one was actually pretty simple for me. I don't know if it's going to be on TV or not, but um, Facebook Live. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no, it'll be on it'll be on AOL Live. That's how bad it's. <laughs> <laughs> you can join the chat room on AIM. That they'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> play by play, GameCast. <laughs> It'd be like how you used to have to watch games in like 2012 smartphones first came out and they just had a football that moved across the field from the 25, <laughs> yeah. or 25. um so just, just will be uh great <laughs> they brought back raycom for this actually raycom produces all the cw games so it's so, not that far-fetched <laughs> so we're on raycom this weekend it sounds like that <laughs> okay let me rephrase that 2000 like Eight nine Raycom, Raycom. <laughs> so the good Raycom. All right, I might watch this game. <laughs> this touchdown replay brought to you by O O O O'Reilly. So we have Mary's in the CIA. For those that don't know, um, I'll just tell you right now who's won the CIA in football every single year since 1965. That answer is the UNCW Seahawks, and the reason is because they're undefeated. They've never lost a game. (laughs) Um, So William & Mary has at least always finished second, uh, as they will again this year. Um, Because William & Mary is in the CAA, they play Campbell, which is an okay baseball school. My sister went there. 
They play Wofford, who um, sometimes makes noise in March in a tournament. They played a team called Charleston Southern, who I didn't know was the Buccaneers until tonight. So that's interesting. Um, they had a team from Maine come down, uh, the Maine Black Bears, which sounds like a hockey club. And then they had uh, they lost actually to a team called the Elon Phoenix, which is just about the worst name I could think of. Oh, Elon, I guess I know Elon is in <laughs> North Carolina. On the contrary, Virginia played uh, the four one and Tennessee Volunteers, who I've definitely heard of. Um, JMU, who's undefeated, Maryland, who God forbid is somehow undefeated. Uh, <laughs> NC State, who had a shitty quarterback, and they almost won. And uh, and then they barely lost to an okay, not great Boston College team. So just on strength of schedule alone, and by strength of schedule, I literally mean the teams that they played, not how well they played the teams. Um, I'm going to take UVA, but there's no not an attempt to assassinate CAA football because if if you want me to watch some football, especially on like a Tuesday or a Saturday at four when I'm not really interested in watching anything else, I will absolutely turn on some William and Mary versus. Campbell, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I really wouldn't base any answers <laughs> off the Maryland game. That's for damn sure. That team barely beat Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Not the NFL team, people. Charlotte, <laughs> the, Charlotte Community College, Charlotte. <laughs> UNCC, that team that beat Duke a couple years ago in football. So they they lost to Charlotte a couple of years ago. Oh, you lost Duke lost to Charlotte, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. It was, it was on the last minute, but I remember. All right, Logan. Yeah. Am so, I gonna be the lone am I gonna be the lone person here picking <laughs> yeah, I think you are going to be because if you can't beat the FCS school, you are going to win a game. And I, actually, Caledonio, Cal, whatever his name is, he didn't look too bad for a young quarterback for the Wahoos. I think they actually get their first and potentially only win this weekend. Mark, uh, hammer it, as the, Dustin says the kids say. Uh, <laughs> UVA over William and Mary. You have to preface it like that going forward. Hammer it, as Dustin says the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, if you think for one second I'm not going to be cheering for the tribe, I absolutely will be. But in terms of trying to pick something, uh, I'm I'm taking the Cavs. And the Blackhawk helicopter kicker. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Here's an odd one for you. It's odd saying this, this number next to this team. Usually would take away one of these ones here, and it would make sense. But number eleven, <laughs> Nick Saban's Alabama at how in the hell Jimbo Fish is ranked fourteen? Who the hell knows? Um, I'm I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, number eleven, Bama at Texas A and M. You know, that's a tough one. I'm not, I'm not going to go first. Logan, you go first. Yeah, I mean, I picked against Bama two times this year, one and one on that. Um, I don't think that Jimbo beats him twice in a row. So going with Nick Saban on the road and to take down whatever cult they have going on with their pre night before game rituals that's happening down in College Station tonight. They're pep rallies. Yeah, the uh, yell practice. Yeah. 
Friday night at midnight, <laughs> they all go to the stadium and they learn the chants, which to me sounds like a great college experience. I Plus, like, I don't even think A&M has female cheerleaders. That's weird. Give me the Crimson Tide. <laughs> wow. You got to you gotta allow for all types nowadays, Logan. Well, they've always had like an all-male cheerleading squad. No, I know. Maybe they, maybe they didn't identify that way. We don't know. <laughs> I, well, that is fair. Right. I did not ask. <laughs> My apologies. Since they're a military school, they did not tell. <laughs> <laughs> what are they got? It was a, what is, what is our favorite bar next to the stadium called the Blue Oyster Bar? Uh, for you, those of you who don't know that joke, just go watch Police Academy. And if you haven't seen that movie before, then you, I don't know what the hell to tell you. Um, <laughs> we suck at life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, I think Nick Saban's going to um, get the win here. You know, he obviously is, he's not going to let, uh, He's not ready to slow down just yet. I don't think he's going to let his team continue to tumble down the uh, the rankings. I think he's going to come in here for a statement game, probably to let the the uh, NCAA and the rest of the college football teams know Alabama's still here. Dustin, uh, as Logan alluded to, Jimbo Fisher is one of a handful of assistants who has beaten Exciting. Not been many. There are a lot of assistants out there. Not a lot who have beat him. That said, old Nikki and Bama, little old Bama on their down year. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll take them going into college station, you know? So it's, it's pretty easy for me. Jimbo and the boys are not very impressive, but, you know, little old Bama on their when they're down, maybe we'll only win nine or ten games a year. I'll, I'll take them. Angle. I'm looking, I'm looking at who Texas A&M played. I know their quarterback's Max Johnson. Just because I know his name, um, I know Jalen Milrow. But uh, just because I know his name and I know he's the quarterback and he's been the quarterback, they almost have a leg up right there on Alabama um, because Alabama's been playing games with their quarterback. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we can try this outfit for today. Now, what are you doing? It's quarterback of the Crimson Tide. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I, it's a little like Dabo call, calling a kicker. Like, I don't know. Why don't we try the guy from Charleston? You know, huh? I wonder if he can still kick. It's like, you guys trying to like, you guys, you guys know that like, if you don't finish in the top four, it's going to be a massive disappointment. Right. <clears throat> Um, I like uh, some of their quirkiness. Can't say it's for me. Can't say I'd ever go to school there. Um, Texas is okay as a whole. I was obviously sitting here in Texas. Hopefully, I don't get shot from the room next door. But um, I I, uh, I don't know that this is the school for me. I've never really been able to get behind it. I get that the um, that the the twelfth man is a is a is a cool idea. I haven't seen it in person. Um, it's a little like tech, but like way less. 
and that they all just kind of stand up and cheer all the time and it's raucous and crazy and the statues outside and it's because of the 12th man and all this to say like i i get the tradition i'm well versed in it i just they didn't beat miami they got they look pretty bad um they beat up on louisiana monroe um they beat auburn who doesn't look that great and then they beat arkansas i don't know that this is a 14th ranked Texas A&M team. I just, I don't believe in them enough, but I'm going to be kicking myself when I go to check who I picked when Texas A&M is up by 30 or 25 because Alabama doesn't have an offense. And I'm going to be like, of course, I, of course I picked Nick Saban. Of course. So my answer is Alabama. Um. Next up, we got Arkansas at Lane Train, Ole Miss. Um, I'll be short on this one. I'm going to pick Lane Train. Dustin? Uh, real easy. Lane Train's running over Wu Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Angle. People are like, are they seriously picking another Ole Miss game? The, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, there really is not enough times that you can talk about how fun it is to tailgate at Oxford. Okay. Like as many times as we can bring it up, I forget what you put. Didn't you make some hashtag last week, Dustin? Like only like hashtag come to the sip. Only reason we talk about it is because of the tailgate number one or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I can find it in the text message when we were picking games last week. Something about it being the greatest experience ever in the history of the world. and uh, <laughs> Bucket list. You know, bucket, hashtag bucket list. And, you know, just a lot of hashtags and a lot of bucket lists and a lot of it's amazing and all that. Plus, there, plus Lane's dog has its own Twitter account. Yeah. Juice. For the, for the record, I'm sure I would enjoy a tailgate. It's just y'all build it up to be this the greatest experience in the history of the world. And I'm a little skeptical of that. <laughs> well, I think that Lane actually has a better football team as well. Um, the defense looks okay. It's not, it's not, I'm not going to proclaim them to be the land sharks or anything like that. Um, they're smarting a little bit after they, after they took a beat down kind of from Alabama. So uh, I know that's not always fun to have, uh, it's like getting beat by your older brother or like your dad, you know? And it's like, damn it, I thought we had it again this year, you know? It's like he swatted my shot off the backboard again, you know? So and it, we'll see. I'm, I'm I'm going with Ole Miss. I think they have the better team. I'm not a huge – Texas A&M and Arkansas, not a huge believer in those teams. I think Auburn's a little better than they're showing. But uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas left a little to the uh, – have left little to the imagination as far as I'm concerned. Logan. Yeah, uh, lane train. <laughs> oh, next up. What are you still doing? Didn't you get the eviction notice? <laughs> I don't care. You can have six wins. I don't give a shit. Like, get out of here. Get on get. Four and one Syracuse at... Uh, Sunday school number 14, Carolina. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Hopefully, they pack the house. I guess they, they, they got to sell it out. Are people going to stay the whole game, show up early, late, leave early? Um, who knows? 
I think tickets go on sale this week for a basketball games. So I'll probably be in line that week for that instead. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have no idea. Um, shit. I'll let Engel go first. This is his team. Hey, for the record, I screwed up. I was like, there's no way Texas A&M can be ranked the same as Carolina. Texas A&M is 23. So it makes a lot more sense than all of us pick Bama because Bama is 11. I just looked it up. I'm like, they can't. Texas A&M is ranked way too high to be 14. How are they ranked above Ole Miss at 16? They, they could be four and still pick Bama. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I know Logan's going to get on here and tell you March to the promised land, undefeated except for the loss at Georgia Tech. Probably. I don't even think Georgia Tech lost anymore. I think the only tough game left on the schedule is maybe Clemson. It's probably the one that it's going to be a toss up. I and mean, I'm, I'm being sincere when I say that. I think the Heels are 11 and one, maybe looking at 12 and 0 going into the ACC title game and then lose Florida State. Now that Tez Walker well, is back, I mean, are you kidding me? Tez Walker, I'm sure, moved the line a little bit, um, which feels weird to say about a college game. <laughs> but uh, here's where I'm going with this there's certain games that you get a feeling in your gut about as a fan. And when I saw this, I said, hmm, Syracuse. That's one of those teams you completely forget about, and they're four and one, and it's like a Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh does this sometimes, where mm-hmm. all of a sudden everybody goes like, "Oh yeah, Pittsburgh." Like I'm not even sure they're good or not. And then like when the game starts, and then the game ends, and you're like, "Oh, I guess they're five and one for a reason." I don't wait. Who did they beat? I kind of feel the same way about Syracuse. Then I looked up the stats. Not that y'all need to be bored to death with this. It's obviously my team, but here's why I'm saying it. I looked it up. The Hills defense, not exactly great. Have, have you heard this before? It's almost yeah, as tired. story every year. I would say it's almost as tired. I've, as a, I've actually on. never heard that. Is, <laughs> is that something that's typical? Yeah. Well, they're giving up 238 passing yards a game. And they're giving up 125 rushing yards a game. Guess how many Syracuse is used to uh, putting on the board, especially with that hell of a running back they got. So they – uh you bet. You may as well bet the over if you want something useful, right? You may as well bet the over on this one because both of the defenses out there suck. But uh, Logan, and unless the other guys know it, what's what's the kid Garrett something? Garrett Schrader. Schrader. Yeah, um, I'm a little worried about that guy. And and if this turns into a barn burner, um, especially in the fourth quarter, which by the way looks like Sam Howell's bringing the boys back in the fourth quarter like he always does. But uh, um. I'm going to take the heels, but don't don't be surprised if Syracuse is 5-1 and one when we're talking about them next week. Oh, and, and if Carolina loses, fully expect the whole. I'm watching right now the Western Kentucky game. One of the one of the high one of the things that they talked about at halftime was, do you believe in Carolina? So just fully expect everybody to be like, oh, Carolina is the same as Texas. Uh, they can't believe anything. Heisman my ass. Can't even beat Syracuse. Just, I just, just be ready for it. <laughs> well, we'll say Syracuse is a lot like Pitt, and in, in, in what you're saying, like, like, oh, that's Syracuse. It'll be an easy game. Next thing you know, one receiver has like 200 yards and three touchdowns, and you're just mm-hmm. like, where the hell did this come from? And the end of the game comes, you like, you're like Will Ferrell from Anchorman. Well, that escalated pretty quickly. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
not trying to convince you all otherwise. I just I know the way my week's gone, and and we'll probably lose this game. It's at Carolina. I mean, that doesn't mean anything, but um, Carolina's got good offense, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'll go with Carolina on this one. Dustin. Was was it last year that Dino Babers in Syracuse was like six and zero, and then completely showed how shitty Syracuse is? Finished the season. I believe it was yes, yeah. like six and six. Yeah, that's who Syracuse is. Syracuse is not some big bad. Oh, they're they're good. They might beat this thing. Bullshit. Uh. This is an easy pick. Carolina's going to win this game. It's in the bag. Syracuse <laughs> is not going to be able to be even anywhere close to being on the field with them. It's Carolina all day. Thanks for that sincere pick. <laughs> Logan, why don't, you, why don't you finish it off and, and jinx this one for us? I mean, reality is Carolina is an eight-point favorite. And I say I agree with Ryan to hammer the over, as Dustin says the kids say, on the points total. Also, take it's not just Carolina money line. Money line take Carolina to win uh, to cover the spread as well. Carolina realistically, it'll be a close game for three quarters, but fourth quarter they'll pull away and they'll probably win by about in the fourteen to seventeen range. I'm not sold on Syracuse. Carolina was nine and one going into their fall pitfall last year. Syracuse started six and zero and then finished six and six. I hope that you are correct, Logan. That seems like a good. If you said if your prognosis, right, or your prediction was something I could bet on, I would bet a decent amount of money on that happening. But it still, doesn't make me feel good that our defense isn't great and. Well, we'll see what happens on Saturday. <clears throat> I will say that uh, I don't <clears throat> on tailgate season the win percentage on people always ask because my two co-hosts on that love to gamble they sports gamble all the time they're they're degenerates and they they are people have asked me in our friend group who's the best uh, sports gambler or who should, whose pick should we trust the most of the three of you and I said you want win percentage it's me. I've been right 67% of the time this season across all picks, over, unders, and money lines. The other guys, not so much. So I'm telling you, Carolina's going to go with that. I'm 67% of the time across all of college football. I'm pretty honed in on the Tar Heels. Just saying. They're going to go 11 and 1, 12 and 0 this year. 60% of the time, it works every time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm guessing there's no notables this week. So we'll just. We'll finish our, uh, not really. I mean, state's a six and a half right. point favorite That's over right. Marshall. Took there wasn't any notable. <laughs> yeah, I'm tech, tech gonna get their ass handed to them by uh, free shoes at free shoes. So it's gonna be, uh, I mean, we could conceivably lose to Marshall this weekend. I'm just putting that out there on the internet. Not with MJ Morris, the quarterback, it will be better, that- but that's there's no guarantee that you know. We're going to win. We're only, like I said, six and a half point favorite. I think if Brendan Armstrong had been still been the starter, it would have been closer. So I guess the question here is, is where does uh, Charlie at Marshall go to when the season's over? Yeah, was it Charlie Huff is his name? Yeah, he's, 
he's making a name for himself, man. He's not going to be at Marshall much longer. Yeah, they're like four and one, five and oh, something like that. Yeah. Well, that's college football pick. I'm Ryan. Why don't you close us out with a floor door of the field? All right, guys. Um, well, I don't know if you know this, but just like in Florida, um, my Wi-Fi has been a little unstable. So just like most of the people that live down in Florida. So uh, hopefully we can get through this. And if not, you'll just be left forever wondering, is it Florida or is it the field? <laughs> but uh, it's been a while since we've done this. We tend to try and run other segments just to try them out and to see what people think and to see what we think. And But every now and again, it's good to come back to an easy one. Like I said, everyone's had a busy week, so sometimes it's easy to uh, – it's always easy to Google a couple different places and see what we can find for our fine brethren. Um, if you ever want to watch basically the equivalent of Florida of the Field, um, it's our kind of nod or homage to uh, Marty and McGee's Hillbilly Headlines. About 75% of their Hillbilly Headlines come from Florida. So, <laughs> um, And oftentimes when I'm watching on Saturday – I'll save them. So I've got them in my phone. And then after a while, they, they go away because, uh, you know, it's just not topical or not timely anymore. But about half the time on Saturdays, uh, the stuff that they bring up is the same stuff that I found. So it's always pretty funny. So if you hear this one on Marty and McGee, you can impress all your friends that are up with you. It said ungodly hour of the morning and uh, maybe a lady of the night that's super impressed with you the next morning. And she, uh, She's super impressed. You already know uh, the hillbilly headline. I don't know. So a man from this particular area is facing a year in prison after allegedly stockpiling, uh, shall we call them man pills, um, (laughs) ED, ED medication, and is accused of planning to distribute them according to uh, the police department in this town. Federal prosecutors, that's how you know you've really uh, really gotten into trouble, say Reginald Inser, 77, had more than $1,800 in boner pills sent to him, which he got without a prescription from a licensed doctor. The Justice Department says he planned to distribute the drugs locally and inside of his community or outside of his community. According to the charging document, the drugs were found during a search of his home by the Department of Homeland Security while executing a search warrant in 2018. No information was provided about why Kinser is facing these drug-related charges now, just five years later. The trial is expected to happen in November. He could face up to a year in federal prison at the age of 77 and a fine of up to $10,000 if found guilty. It is not his first drug arrest. He was arrested back in 2020 for possession of several drugs, including marijuana, MDMA, and magic mushrooms. He was found guilty in 2021 and given three years probation, according to the county court records. So, in case you uh, needed a few more jokes, and I do have the man's mugshot, and he is very much smiling in it, and he very much looks happy to be um, basically the breaking bad of boner pills. But uh, <laughs> the first three comments to the article were, and I repeat verbatim, investigators were looking for a group of hardened criminals. <laughs> 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 this guy sounds like a bunch of dicks. 
<laughs> and or a bit of a dick, sorry. And then he's likely to get a stiff sentence. <laughs> I could keep going with the childish humor. Hopefully the judge uh, isn't too hard on him. <laughs> uh the 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 picture of him is pretty funny. Someone commented that smile says it all. Um someone else Smiling said Bob. <laughs> someone else said they didn't even have to name the location. Everybody would know it was this place. So I don't know if they're local or not. I mean you could be Myrtle Beach, could be a variety of other. I could see this. I mean, it could realistically could be almost anywhere. Yeah. With his former former charges, he didn't have anything about bath salts. I was gonna say if you had said bath salts, that's just a given right there. But it was marijuana. And MDMA. I don't know what that is. Ecstasy. Oh, Party well, okay. In that case, then I'm I'm going the field because it doesn't seem like white trash enough drugs for uh, Florida. <laughs> All right, Dustin Morgan. I was going to say, yeah, that check back and everyone just feel like Raleigh or Charlotte right there. <laughs> Shit, yeah, you know, I'm going I'm to go the field too. He gives them the ecstasy at the beginning of the night, tells them that, and then gives them the boner pill for later. That <laughs> <laughs> one get too free. <laughs> uh, I mean, is this really a crime? <laughs> that's that's what I think is important. People. Yeah, the man's just trying to help people out. He was trying to help yeah. the community. They mentioned the community in the story. Yeah. Um, like, what if these guys can't, you know, can't afford boner pills and they're having problems? They're helping them. Everyone get win. It's a win-win here. Yeah, it's yeah, he's, whatever. He's, he's trying to stimulate his local economy. <laughs> um, All I'm saying is, if if the, if it's a female judge and a female jury, this should be uh, a mistrial because they there's yeah. no way they can understand the experience that this man was of the problems this man was trying to help. Right, well, and he himself no, probably not. understands in '77. Yeah, like I'm just I'm just saying. He's, Is this a it's, crime? Like an, it's like an old car. It's just sometimes you need to give it a jump start. Hey, he's <laughs> look, he's just rising to the occasion here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he's trying, he's trying to evaluate. He's trying to just stop. I will point out that the average life expectancy for a male is 77 years old. So just on principle alone, just being humane. I'm not going to argue whether or not it's a crime, but just being humane. I do not think that this man should spend statistically the the last year or the bonus year of his life behind bars for trying to essentially give back to the community. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go to federal prison potentially for, you know, dick bills. <laughs> <laughs> 76 years old. <laughs> 77. 77, sorry. <laughs> and uh, I can I say it. I'd be like the damn um, half-baked movie. Where like, man, you in here for some for some dick pills? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you guys know just, Jalen Rose. You guys know Jalen Rose, right? When yeah, he used to be on yeah. ESPN. 
he used to, two of my favorite sayings that he would say is he would talk about going out after a win and he would describe going out on the town as campaigning and champagneing <laughs> because you're campaigning, <laughs> campaigning for, you know, an entourage for whatever you want later and then champagneing. And then whenever he would refer to going to the strip clubs, he couldn't say that on ESPN. So instead he would talk about, and as you know, I'm a man of the people. So I like to go out and give back to the local economy. <laughs> it was always a very clever way of once you knew what he was getting at it made the story like it doesn't make the act better necessarily i'm not here to judge one way or the other but it just it does make it funny in the creative way that he chose to use basically that language to describe what they're doing because it was always like and then me and my teammates went out for a bonding moment and one of the things we were able to do is charitably give back to the community and it's like, <laughs> so y'all went to the strip club. Got it. <laughs> That's all this man was trying to do. Just charitably give back to the community by making money off of pills that he had gotten from a doctor that hadn't prescribed them. He was probably sitting there at the local shuffle bar, uh, board tournament and everybody was talking about, you know, the struggles of the day for their age cohort. And he was like, hey, I know a guy. Yeah. Oh, Jax or whatever his name is, Ken or whatever, is going to get us hooked up. Then it was probably one of those ladies. You know how this goes in the old people community. Trust me, I know. I live in an old person community. <laughs> Everybody runs their mouth. Everybody runs their mouth. We got people stopping us on the side of the road, screaming out the window at our dog by his name. I'm like, I don't know you. Stranger <laughs> danger. Like, oh, we heard about him at the pickleball courts. <laughs> Keep it moving, Grandma. <laughs> That's how this man got found out. I'm definitely going the field. Yeah. I I mean, you you know my answer. I'm I'm the field all day. All right. Well, remember the comment that said you didn't even have to put it in the title of the article. We all know exactly where this happened. Yes. It's the villages in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. This is the same location where the woman was on the uh, the golf cart and got pulled over. It's the same location where the woman was driving drunk around the Walmart on a on a, a buggy. Like the the, the village is the, is the gift. It's the first thing that I Google every week. And if there's something funny where somebody hasn't been tragically hurt or killed, I'm like, this is great. <laughs> You're about to say the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. Uh. The villages in Florida. That whole the whole village is suspect as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so that's Florida or the field. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know, America. Do you think this man uh, should really be in this much trouble for giving back to the community? There's a link in the description of this podcast it says click here to leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you about this man and, and the crimes he has allegedly committed. Uh, be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and click subscribe on your way out. For this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I am Logan sitting there with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. See you next time.